Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Make sure you download the SEN app to never miss a tip from the magic man. Hello and welcome to the Form Lounge. Wherever you're listening, right around the country on SEN Track, Miles Fitzner with you for the next hour. We want your participation. 0499 736 736. Jam-packed show. Big show coming up. Give to the Gab with Gab Nutt from the Ma Eustace team very shortly as we're joined by, well, the head of data for the Ma Eustace team, Katrina Anderson. So we're going to have a chat to them. Tom Inglis, of course, for our look at Hong Kong. Very, very close to having a monster last week was Tom Inglis. And we'll preview a former Australian horse now running there in Hong Kong. A change-up. For our punt, one, two, three, Jack Watts, former number one draft pick. Jack Watts to join me uh, close on the half hour. Terry Layton for the Wild Wild West with him, and he's been on fire in the West. Nearly tipped the card, I think, on Wednesday and on Sunday uh, with the Saturday meeting moved to Sunday. He's been superb. And then we're going to change it up a little bit. Richard Irvine from Wolf Den Betting. We're going to have a chat to him about Wolf Den him being also an advocate for punters, as well as some of the great interviews we've seen on uh, on Wolfden and on their TikTok. Um, I think they're doing a magnificent job. So be really nice to have a chat to Richard Irvine. But we kick it off. She starts the start of every show, and I speak at Gabna. Come true, and who better to chat to than Gab Nutt from the Ma Eustace team? Hello, Gab. Hello, Miles. How are you? Oh, it's good. That intro always gets me in the mood. Oh, it does. <laughs> I know. I feel like dancing. Yeah, well, I was, funnily enough. Um, good on a Friday. It good certainly Friday. is. Hey, um, Ma Eustace team, a lot of horses coming back. We've got a lot to cover in a very short period of time, but we thought we'd bring in, we thought we'd bring in the, the behind the scenes superstar from the Ma Eustace team. And I find this really, really fascinating. Uh, the head of your data and the sports science there at the Ma Eustace team, I want to welcome Katrina Anderson. Uh, hello, Katrina. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And, uh, yes, I enjoyed that intro too. Yeah, well, if, you, look, uh, if, it gets, if it gets a tick of approval from you, uh, Katrina, uh, that's what I'm happy about. Now, a lot of stables now are just trying to adapt and, and start getting involved in this sports science and data side. But can you just briefly outline your role, uh, your role there, and sort of how it works 
because it's a really interesting facet um, and I find it really interesting in regards to what you do on a daily basis. Yeah, so I would say my role, I work um, with the training team to help make more informed decisions regarding racing and training for each of our horses individually. Uh, so the horses are saddled with an equimetric device that records GPS, locomotion, heart rate recovery, and then the basis of the feedback from their gallops is just to report what the horse did in their training, how they handled it, sort of how they're adapting over their preparation. And then, uh, so in Ballarat, Jack Turnbull, he'll look at those data summaries from previous training and he says it's sort of like a key component for him programming the horse's training going forward. And also from the data, we can also flag, you know, any abnormalities and quite often the data can identify those sort of signs uh, before the problem is sort of um, an outward sign to the trainers. So you can flag those early. There's a, there's a lot that goes on. And I mean, Kat, like just tell us a little bit more about, you know, the, the team that's involved and, you know, it's not just, I know you're based out of Ballarat, um, but it's, you know, it's at every location. Yeah, uh, since I started at Caramel Racing a couple of years ago, we've built quite a team. You know, we have uh, Morgan up in Sydney who works alongside Joe, and she does the analysis of the horses in Sydney. And she's also got um, a passion and interest in the genetic side of things, so she's doing quite a lot of research in that area. And then uh, in Barat, Ben, who came on board after showing... Uh, passion for the sports science. He was a stable hand here, which he's still doing, but he also comes in the office after and helps me with the training data and sort of sends out uh, good content for owners through communication. And then in Melbourne, we've got Josh, who is sort of our key part of developing the data and insight part of Caramel Racing, building relationships with um, external uh, partners. And then Bailey helps Josh with building the database and sort of automating the da- and modelling the data. So Katrina, very smart people. Katrina, tell us a little bit, well, no doubt smart people. Now, tell us a little bit, you've got an extensive running background and we, we hear people talk about how they're now, more and more now treating horses, you know, as, as, as the elite athletes and the sports science that they are. How much of your running background and... and, and the, the physiology of your running, are you taking now into looking at the data and the physiology of a racehorse? Yeah, well, I, obviously there are, uh, there's a lot of overlap between uh, running and sports science from a human's perspective to horses. You know, they're athletes, you know, heart rate and recovery from um, hard workouts are the same. So I guess, you know, taking that on board, I suppose I've brought another sort of element into the way they're trying to think, but it, I also say that you know, at the end of the day, the trainers, they a lot of them are uh, utilising sports science um, principles without even knowing they're doing it. But, um, yeah, so the the data and the feedback that I uh, give the trainers support, I suppose, the things they already know and, you know, racing and training horses will always be an art form and this is just like another element in supports their decisions. So is this where, so Gab, is this where that we could actually say that rather than Kieran and Dave knowing uh, exactly how horses are going, they're asking Kat how the horses are going to tell them and then the discussion would then happen after that in regards to what races they're being placed in? Definitely. And I think it's 
you know, obviously what they see is one thing and then, but actually how the horses, you know, are actually coping itself. It, you're kind of, you know, wanting to make sure that what you're seeing is actually what is, you know, exactly what the horse is doing and it's matching, you know, the eye. So sometimes, you know, you get data that backs up, yep, that was a good gallop, it looks good, the data says it was good, but then sometimes you actually get, you know, the reverse and then that, as you know, as Cap was saying, it can pick up some abnormalities, okay, you know, the data, the data showed that maybe its action was a bit shorter or, you know, it didn't handle that gallop as well in its recovery than we thought. And so um, there's always conversation and Kieran and Dave are really, really good at throwing it back on to Katrina, to Morgan, to everyone and asking how, how they are actually handling all their work. So Katrina, one I want to talk about in particular is her top two. Now we saw it went from the maiden, then first up into the guineas and into the derby. Was the data telling you before that, that that was well in the realms of possibility and that it was, because we saw the big betting plunge, especially in the derby, it was absolutely monstered late. Was the data telling you that that, that those steps at that time were, were well within its capabilities? Yeah, we had a lot of data on Hitotsu also leading into his um, Victorian derby win. And so we were able to reference that um, data leading into that to leading into his um, ATC derby. So it just gave the team a lot of confidence. They could see where he was at and, you know, his his recovery and his action and just all of his work was progressing. It was better than his last derby campaign. So it was just also giving them the confidence that leading into that race, you know, he, we knew when he was ready. So we didn't have to give him that extra hard gallop that potentially could have flattened him and, and had adverse effects. So... I guess it sort of comes down to also just really being specific with your training and knowing exactly where the horse is at in their, in their campaign. Right, Katrina, the reason we've got you on too is I want to know who the data stars are at the moment. So have we got a data star this weekend and have we got another one that's showing you within your stable that the autumn's going to be rather large? Oh, we've got a good weekend of runners. We've got a few returning um, I thought I think the fortune teller is training well, and Nugget has also trained on well since his last uh, race. Um, but I actually really like Ascension up in Sydney. I think he's going great, and uh, he's been knocking on the door. So maybe uh, this weekend could be his his win. So um, we're thinking and... Ascension this weekend, and then if you got one, yeah. if you got one that's just going through the motions, and you're thinking that that may be a decent-sized target race. I mean, you've got horses like Nugget, about, you've got I at me. Gab, have you got one? What about Ruthless Dame, Kat? Like, she had a, obviously had a long time off and ran super a couple of weeks ago, and she's just arrived in Sydney in great condition, trialling on Monday. But I think there's a little story behind her. Yeah, well, that was sort of another Hitotsu story where the data was able to give the team the confidence to race her First up over the 1300, you know, she performed extremely well last prep, winning the, the Group 3 Breeders' Stakes in the spring. And then after having a long time off, you know, we were able to follow her recovery and, and could see that she'd come back better than, you know, leading into those races last year. So that gave David the confidence to, to run her there instead of waiting uh, for the Kevin Hayes um, 1200. So, yeah, that's another story where, you know, the data has given the, the team the push and, you know, if, if I 
can also just say that there are also examples, you know, when horses to the eye are training well and obviously have raced well, but then we see in the data that they haven't come on since that last race and you see, um, you know, declines in recovery or action and might match with a few other signs and then we can, you know, give those horses the, the time that they need in or a spell. An example of that was Matron Bullwinkle. And, you know, the decision now is going to for her. Next prep, she'll come back stronger and we'll see the best of her. Katrina, appreciate chatting to you today. We look forward to maybe getting you a few times on the show, if we can, on some Fridays in throughout the autumn. I find it really fascinating. It's pity we don't have a full hour. We can chat about it. But appreciate you jumping on and hopefully you can be available for us a little bit later uh, through the autumn. Yeah, absolutely. Thank uh, you. Katrina, uh, and Katrina Anderson her. there. Uh, Gab, very interesting, but she's gone down the ascension path, um, which we, I need one from, I need one from you, and I also need the, the future, the, the autumn one. Have you got one? Because you're in my team, as we haven't discussed. I know. You're in I my know. future we're, side. We're on. You're the wild card. <laughs> well, after last week, I need to pick up my game or I'll be as bad as David Eustace on tipping horses. So um, uh, this weekend, I, I'm really keen on Kundalini uh, in the English Millennium. She was awesome in her first start. She came went to that race of one trial, which is a little bit unconventional. Kieran usually likes to give two-year-olds two trials. Um, and she ran so well. She's come on. She's galloped well since that race. Um, and I think with a lot of the favourites in that race drawing extremely wide, she's got barrier five. Uh, she wouldn't have liked all the rain that we had yesterday, I don't think, but we've got a 33-degree day today and uh, the same tomorrow. So I think the track should be drying and I think she should be there. She's a very talented filly, very well-bred and for... Mr. John Camilleri, uh, I think it would be a great win. Well, I look forward to chatting to you on Wednesday as well. We put our future picks out. We might save that one for there. But, Gab, look forward to following Kundalini because <laughs> it's in my numbers too. Appreciate your time as always. We'll chat on Wednesday and then next Friday. All right. Thanks, Legend. See ya. Gab up there from the Mar Eustace team. Interesting. The data points to ascension. So make sure you mark that in your book. Ascension on the weekend. Uh, Want to hear from you? Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. The questions I answer them at the end of the show for the questions of the week. So any questions you have? Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Off to a break. On the other side of this, Tom Inglis to discuss and a former Australian runner in Hong Kong and his best bets. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Make sure you download the SEN app to never miss a tip from the Magic Man. Welcome back to the Form Lounge. Miles Fitzner with you around the country. 0499736736. Any questions for the weekend? Just before Katrina Anderson dropped off the line there, she just wanted to mention too that Cool and Gatter are returning the data is returning very, very well. So uh, you want to keep calling Gadda in the back of your mind. Uh, it's now time for uh, our little Hong Kong corner. Hong Kong with Tom Tom. Tommy Inglis joins me, the star himself. Hello, buddy. G'day, Fitzy. Sorry about the cicadas in the background, mate. Are they, what, cicadas in the background? <laughs> Where are Biggest, you? Mate. Uh, I'm just at the sale today, mate. This is Warwick Farm in Sydney. 
they tell me that the uh, that the classic draft is is solid, uh, but there's not a it's not as uh, like the the best of the best. No, no, it's it's. I think the best of the best has already been it with January. Uh, Easter will have probably you know a few more to add on to that. But yeah, no, it's a good it's a good sale to buy a bit of value out today. So yeah. Hey, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. A former Australian who is now in Hong Kong uh, in majestic colour. This is a horse that won. What was it? A Guineas at the Sunshine Coast before it got sold over there. Oh no, flies on you, Fitzy. That's exactly right. The one the wings Guineas before. Um, he's, he's been up in Hong Kong for three starts and he's won. He's he's really uh, adapted well up there. He was with Kelly Sweeter. Uh, and one four on the trot, I think, from memory. Um, yeah, very, very good horse and showed a lot of promise early on. What sort of money for Majestic Colour? Was it one of yours or did you know uh, who bought it? No, I was I was under way, way under bidder. I think I was at about six or seven hundred and uh, I think it was, it was a bit more on top of that. So, yeah. Is it one we can follow going forward in Hong Kong? I know that it's pretty important about running through the grades there. Is it is it graded correctly in Hong Kong? He starts off pretty high, um, but I think he's definitely one to follow. Like he's he's already won up there, and I think he'll go come close on Saturday. Sorry, on Sunday he'll he'll um, he's in race ten, and he's definitely worth uh, you know having a few each way on. All right, what are your best bets for us? You're pretty close last week. Just had a bit of bad luck um, uh, yeah. with one of them, especially. But anyway, uh, what have you got for us this week? Uh, look, there's one uh, race for Lassa Victory. Um, first up, first it's a brazen bow um, with Jamie uh, Richards. And I, I, it's just been trialling as good as a horse can trial. Uh, I think the field's pretty weak, and I think Jamie's picked a first, a great sort of debut for it. So I, I'd be, I'd be pretty confident with it. Zach Burton to ride, we'll get every opportunity. Uh, that's race four, lap of victory. And have you got one other one for us? Yeah, we've got race six, run, run, buddy. Um, yeah, he's been pretty close in the last two races. I think he's just been lacking a bit of fitness. Uh, draws barrier one. Um, yeah, he, sh- he should be very... He'll be in the finish for sure, and I think he should be winning. Race six, run, run, buddy. We can get all your tips at Mr. Tommy Inglis on your Twitter handle as well. Any little value stuff for us, or we just stick with a two this week? Look, there's, those two should be a little bit of value, but then there's in race eight, fast buck. I think he's only going to be $2, but if you maybe have a bit of a multi with them all, um, I think fast buck will be winning again. Um, similar weights, similar class, similar field. Uh, he was just too strong last time. I can't see anything betting him. Tommy, you're an absolute star, mate. Go and uh, just don't be standing there with the cicadas going down the back of your shirt. It's not much fun. <laughs> Thanks, Fitzy. Appreciate it. Tommy Inglis there for the Hong Kong Corner. Hey, uh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. And thanks to Punt123, you can download the apps today. And as always, gamble responsibly. I actually get to do the cross with an old mate of mine, the old China Plate. His name is Jack Watts. He joins me. Hello, Watts. Hello, Fitzy. Great to be here, mate. I am pumped to join the team. And... Uh... Look, I get to speak to you every single Friday, weekly. How good's that? You sent me a message. You said, we get to have a chat on Friday. I said, what for? <laughs> <laughs> what, you're going to call me every Friday? Jumped on board with Punt123 uh, and doing the job there. But you're uh, you're not just sort of a racing-focused either. You don't mind some of your sports betting either. I love the sports betting, Fitzy. And uh, I'll tell you what, the NBA is my little go-to. And there was a bit happening yesterday. I don't know if you saw the trade deadline. 
Yeah, Kevin Durant. But, is What's going on there? Durant over to the Suns. They've got the big four now. So LeBron always had the big three. The Suns have got the big four. And I, I just think, I'll tell you what, $5.50, I think they were yesterday. I had a, I had a very good go at that. So I would, uh, I'd advise people to jump on that. They just, I mean, Kevin Durant, you've got Chris Paul, who's, you know, point God. Um, and Devin Booker, probably the best shooting guard in the in the in the league at the moment. And then you, you sort of throw DeAndre Ayton, the big fella, in there, um, just as a little cherry on top. So I think they're going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I like that from you. What about the Super Bowl too? You'd follow a little bit of that. Are we in the you're with Philadelphia or you're with Kansas City? I'm actually a Philly man, so I've got to stay with Jalen Hurts and, and my Eagles. But um, I don't know. Mahomes and Kelsey, it just sort of feels like a bit ominous from those guys. So very much looking forward to next Monday. It should be a, a beauty. What, what have you got for us in the racing world? Where did you want to look at odds-wise? Have you got one in particular, um, like the CF4, okay. or did you want to go to the English Millennium? Where do you want to go? Okay, well, Fitzy, you know a lot more about horse racing than I do, but I have my finger in a lot of pies. I hear a lot of little things, and I've got a couple of little specials here. Here we go. I've got a, a friend who actually uh, who has a work colleague as an insider at the Waterhouse Stable. Race <laughs> three, race three, yeah. number eight, Tarabou in one of the little um, blue diamond preludes, I believe it is. Yep. Now, my mate from the Waterhouse Stable said that he spoke to the jockey that put Tarabou through its work this week and he has never experienced or seen a better gallop in his life. And I think it's at about 51s or 41s or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. This uh, is, if you pull this off, if you pull this off, I swear, I swear <laughs> I'll give up. <laughs> Race three, so number just, eight. It's, you're going to get 40s or 50s about this. There you go. 40s or 50s. And the gallop was something like they haven't seen before. So there's a bit of value. Then also, last Saturday, I was down at the uh, the beautiful Chelsea RSL 50. And, you know, a middle-aged man, maybe 55 years old, old ball comes over and, you know, he sort of recognised me. Must have seen a couple of average games I've played. And <laughs> said, what's he? What's he? I'll give you one next week. And it's in the same race. So I'm going two in this race. Yep. Gadgetano. I think it's at about 50 or something. It might have come in a little bit now. But um, Gadgetano, he said... A mate of his, blah, 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 owns a thing. It is flying. So jump on Gadgetano in that race too. So Tommy Two play, you're playing the seven and the eight in race three at Sandown around $7 and around 45s a putt, one, two, three. Unbelievable from you. I tell you what, I mark this down, cut the audio. <laughs> if if this $41 pop gets up, I'll do this show nude next week. Fair dinkum. Oh, I'll, do, I'll, do I'll do it nude next week. Oh, unbelievable this. I might have to come into the studio for that one. <laughs> Nowhere near you with the yeah, glass-fronted <laughs> studio on King William Road. Hey, Watsy, looking forward to chatting to you every Friday, my friend. Uh, can't wait to talk a little bit more sport too going forward. You look after yourself. I'll chat to you again next week. So good. Thanks, Fitzy. Jack Watts there from Punt 123. Download the app today. And as always, gamble responsibly. Jet, I love it how he comes in, Sammy. As he comes in, I've got a friend and a cousin and a he. I like it. I like it. Hey, uh, we're going to jump to, I think it's news time, isn't it? On the other side of this, Terry Layton. Oh, there's no man hotter. There is no man hotter 
in the world of racehorse tipping at the moment than Terence Von Layton. Also, want your questions, 0499 736 736. Any questions you have about the weekend's racing, multis, horses, you send them in. This is the Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Make sure you download the SEN app to never miss a tip from the Magic Man. Welcome back to the Form Lounge on a Friday. Remember you're listening right around the country. Tommy Inglis had his best bets up there. They'll go up. Gifted a gab. She had her pick for the weekend, of course, and also Katrina Anderson on the data with Ascension. But there is no man hotter. There is no man no man. Now, and that takes a lot to say. There's no man hotter on the tipping anywhere in the country than this man. He is tearing the West up. His name is Terry Layton. Terrence, you've been on some sort of heater, son. Some sort of heater. Hello, Miles. It's uh, it's good to speak to you too. How how are we? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. I'm just giving you one of the big raps. You've uh, you've had a, a couple of very 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 good weeks. Well, it follows up a uh, follows up a fairly quiet old carnival. So uh, I think we were due to find a bit of form on a on a Saturday in our Saturday racing, and uh, we're feeling. Pretty good about it going forward. Good timing for Fitzy's Friday form lounge, though. I tell you what, we can just keep uh, keep running now. We've got a bit of momentum up. Well, you and I seem to be each other's good luck charms because the West has been a happy hunting ground. Like when we sort of no, get un- together, it's understandable, and... isn't it? Don't and now, um, a couple of things I want to ask you very quickly. Uh, we, we're mm. seeing a couple of two-year-olds come over to the East now, and not a lot of mm. people know about these horses, and I, I want your quick thoughts on Brave Halo from the Casey Yard comes over, won three from three over there in the West, uh, beating Live to Tell, uh, Guarding Heaven, and I'm On. Uh, how good Brave Halo? Oh, it's obviously been dominant uh, in the West. Those three horses you just mentioned haven't franked the form um, whatsoever over here, so that's obviously some type of query, but I mean... The way he's been winning, it just doesn't matter what he's been beating. It's been absolutely dominant. So um, we had we spoke to Luke Fernie on their uh, podcast yesterday. He's got Shadow Fear. He's the other one you're probably about to touch on. Yep. And uh, as he said, look, we we just don't know how the two year olds. It's, it's so hard, just being such a young crop. How they're gonna, um, or how the young crop are gonna sort of line up against another young crop from the other side of the country. They could be five lengths inferior. They could be five lengths superior. Who knows? So um, it's fascinating stuff. It really. Exciting. Big WA contingent at um, at Sandown tomorrow, though. Yeah, Chrissy Parnham at Sandown. Chrissy yeah, Chrissy Parnham. and Luke. Yeah. Uh, they've obviously yeah. it's, it's obviously our mate LK's first time travelling east, and he's uh, he's trying to get everyone to vote for laced up heels in the All Star Mile and get her to head that way. She's obviously the only horse to beat home um, Amelia's Jewel. I actually reckon she'll run a cheeky race tomorrow at Sandown at about ten bucks as well. So um, she's the only horse to beat home Amelia's Jewel. Her trial was elite. Um, so, yeah, LK's gone across and he's opened a bit of fun. Yeah, I oh, bet he will. He can train a two-year-old too with She's a Belter winning the Magic Millions and away that went. Um, and, and, he, and he can celebrate it well too, as, as we know, Miles. <laughs> he certainly can. <laughs> hey, Terry, I've also picked you for my future side, so we're going to have to have a tip and a talk about that. I thought we had to tip the quokka, but it turns out we don't have to. So we're going to have to find you a race somewhere that you can tip 
Um, I might give you the bonus. Is there race. a race? Well, is, it, is there any other out west? Well, you know, well, you're allowed to pick a feature. Um, have you got Have you got a feature left over there or not? We've got the Karakata, we've got the Quokka. Um, well, depends you, how, how deep a feature we're talking. Is no, you group can, one, group two? We get a bonus race, so you can get, you, you, you pick, but you've got to pick one of them by Wednesday. Uh, I reckon we go to Karakata. Leave it with me. All right. Now, uh, also, more importantly, let's talk uh, Ascot. Uh, sorry. Yeah, let's talk Ascot tomorrow. couple I quickly wanted to mention, all the King's men race seven looks hard to beat. Yeah, that's actually the race I'm going to go with me best. I'm going to take on uh, all the King's men, actually, Miles. Yep. I'm doing it with a little bit of trepidation, but in saying that, I'm, I'm also really happy. If all the King's men comes out and beats me, so be it. I'm, I'm very um, I'm happy with my thought process and how I've come up with uh, the second favourite there, uh, horse number three, Admiration Express. Um, she has only had a few race starts. I don't know if you remember Admiration Express. We absolutely declared it. We all took the 320 in a very weak maiden started at $1.70 and was held up the entirety. That's in a very weak maiden. Comes out its next start and beats Laced Up Heels, the horse I was just talking about, in a, uh, in a group three. So that's one of the old, one of the biggest kicks in the teeth you are, I remember, from 2022. Um, but her two recent trials were simply sensational. Um, she maps to land somewhere near the 1-1. Might have to go forward to the breeze. She's a real big point of difference um, form reference for that race. And just, just what I've seen, I think she could be better than the rest of them. We're getting three dollars fifty to find out, so oh. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to get involved. I like it. Can we touch on race eight, the Cyril Flower, the feature? My Bella May, a lot of followers, but the old Halatorian. Now you had the good ticket, then the races got moved, then you got the, uh, the you know what ticket, but it still won and it did the job and it held on. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. We had after scratchings. I think we had about 350, 360 type thing. And uh, yeah, they obviously moved the meeting to the Sunday and they put up $2.10. So we were uh, a little bit flattened by that. But it was nice to get the chockies for our boy Halidorian. Uh Tough race for Hal. Look, he's, his best runs are capable of what he's done. Um, two starts to go and four starts to go. Those two runs probably go real close here. So we're going into it hopeful. Um, but I do think the race is probably between Snipperucci, who leads uh, My Bella May on her back. I'm going to go, everyone seems to be tipping My Bella May. I think Snipperucci can kick off the turn and be really hard to run down. So that's the way I'd be leaning, but very little between the pair of them. Uh, anything else you've got for us on the card? Where do you want to go? All right, what have we got? Uh, not as bullish as last week. There's a few races I definitely want to play, but we were super keen last week. So we've obviously got our best in race seven, number three, Admiration Express. Uh, race number three, horse number seven, Planet Cash. Uh, was super in the Breeders' Classic the other day. Looks to get along. Uh, really well with Lucy Warwick should land three pairs back one off uh, the two leaders both have um, Brandon Louie and Taj Dyson on I reckon they might chop at each other a bit and set it up for Lucy Warwick to go past them so pretty keen on it at around three dollars um, and one more we'll have a little each way play at around the ten dollar mark race six horse number six fear the wind uh, we had a bit of a result first up. I, I thought there was very little. If you go back to Fear the Wind's first up run on the 4th of January when it ran into Gage Roads, I actually thought it was probably a better run than Gage Roads that day. Fear the Wind's going to go around $12 each way type thing and or $10 each way, and Gage Roads is going to go around $2.50. So without Pikey, um, with the senior going on Fear the Wind, and a senior that... 
doesn't get below 59 very often, so I reckon he's pretty keen on this ride to waste down to 57. Um, he's worth an each-way ticket, so we'll go race six, number six, each-way for the win. Uh, now, just quickly, too, I just want to touch on the tracks have been, I think, a little bit funny. The rail was off there. I can't remember if it was the week before last or something. What are you expecting now? We've had cutaways. We've got rail positions changing. What do we need to be careful of this week? I'm, I'm pretty happy allowing for a fairer deck when it's out to three metres. So when the rail has been at the true pad at Ascot, the inside's just been shocking. Um, I've spoke to the ground staff there, and they've said they've done a lot of work on it. And last week, they did raise the true pad. And while it wasn't the best spot to be, it was better. So it was on the improve. Um, but when it's at the three-metre pad, there's no easterly. I'm, I'm pretty happy just allowing for a fair deck. I think if we get too much in our mind, if we start thinking, oh, geez, it's going to do this or it's going to do that, and you allow your punting for a particular type of racing, it can often go the other way and you've, you're cooked pre, uh, pre-post pre with everything you've placed before the meeting even starts. So allowing for a fair deck, speed map's key. Hey, looking forward to chatting to you next Friday, but more so, you've got to find uh, you've got to find one for a feature for me, my friend, for this futures challenge because we can't let G Hall we can't let G Hall win, and the goalpost got changed on me because I thought we had to tip the cocker, but apparently we don't. So, but if you want to tell take you the what, cocker, it's a difficult, difficult old competition to keep up with, but I tell you what, I reckon we can uh, I reckon we can find you a Caracatta winner, right? By Wednesday, I'll, I'll declare one for you. Yeah, well, you'll be on air tipping it on Gareth's show on Wednesday, so you Perfect. might have an early start on Wednesday morning. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I haven't told you that yet, but I apologise. Yeah, I know. I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> hey, mate, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, boss. Terry Layton, he's a star. There's no one going better. I'm telling you that right now. There's no one going better in the country than Terry Layton at the moment. We're going to jump to a break. On the other side of this, uh, we're going to have a chat to Richard Irvine from Wolf Den Betting. You may have seen him on social media, on their TikTok, um, the Wolf Den Betting. But, Richard, they've had some really good interviews that I've seen on the TikTok with like Mark Reed and Nick Williams and the likes. They do YouTube streams. Um, and they also, well, from what I hear, Richard's pretty, uh, pretty vocal in regards to sticking up for the punter. So I want to have a good chat to him on the other side of this. This is the Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Make sure you download the SEN app to never miss a tip from the Magic Man. Welcome back to the Form Lounge right around the country on SEN Track 0499 736 736. Miles Fitzner with you. Uh, I've got a few questions here on some horses, which I'll answer a little bit later on. But we might thought we might change it up this week. I like looking through my TikToks and I like looking through social media. And uh, I think a team that do it uh, as good as any, if not the best, as any other team at Wolfden. And from Richard uh, from Wolfden, I've got Richard Irvine on the line. He joins me. Uh, good afternoon, Richard. Miles, how are you, mate? Very well. Mate, um, I love this concept. It's sort of inspired by Barstool Sports, I take it, in the US. Uh, you guys have got a cool little pad. You all sort of get around. You've got great content. Just tell us about how it got off the ground and who, whose idea it was. Um, yeah, just so there's a bunch of us who in Sydney. We're based in Sydney. We've all been together for a long, long time, like getting close to 25 years for some of us. And we're all just knocked about together, sort of betting um, – for a long time and then about oh, a bit over a year ago now 18 months ago we sort of started to see quite a lot of people in the bookie industry heading in a social direction and also punting bookies and punters heading in a, in a social direction and 
developing apps and having big social media profiles. And we just kind of thought that we had something to add to that space. I mean, when, whenever we'd been out and about over the years and people say, what do you, you know, what do you guys do? We, we say, well, we spend most of our time punting. Um, they always <laughs> want to talk to us more and more about it and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of made us think that maybe, um, the stories we've got to tell and, and, and the lifestyle we lead would be interesting to people. So we sort of pulled it all together um, and it's a bit of a work in progress still. Um, so yeah, so, so that's sort of how it all came together. Looks like a fun place to work. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's uh, never a dull moment. There's, there's, there's plenty going on. Um, and we do, we have a really good, really is basically a gambling den in Sydney. Um, and it's actually kind of quite close to King's Cross and Surrey Hills where a lot of the old um, illegal gambling bands and SB bookie joints used to be. Um, obviously, everything these days is very much legal and above board, but it's kind of cool to be in that area. There's a bit of a nod back to those days, which were so full of stories and characters. Uh, I've seen recently you did a like, Wolf Den v. Betfair, v Betfair crew or mailbag crew up at um, up at the Gold Coast. I, I see a lot of your content, but... Some of the interviews that you guys uh, have had on the TikTok are unbelievable. The, the one with Mark Reed, like a couple of those mm. stories, what a fat, like just fascinating tales that people that love the punt and racing love to see. Yeah, no, he's, he's brilliant. He was, um, he was a great interview. And yeah, I'd actually never met him personally before I went, went to meet him. But uh, in the sort of leading up to the interview, he said to me, you could make a Netflix series out of my life and I was like well that's pretty bold and brass but that's the way he is and then I sat down and he just went for it and it was it was it was fantastic it was at his property in the Yarra Valley so it was yeah it was a really special day and um I really enjoyed it he's uh you know he's still front punches in uh with his betting like he always has which is great to see um and yeah he's uh super interesting super interesting guy that the podcast is awesome it's, it's got really good traction um, and if people who love hearing about the old days and how big betting used to be and how much it's changed, they should go and watch that podcast. You've also um, got because it's uh, yeah, fantastic. You've also goals. you've also got some young blood you've run through, like Nick Williams. I call him young blood, but Tommy Papley, I think, yeah. came and, and saw you guys as well. And like you, you're sort of yeah, you're really starting to build. Yeah, no, it's, it's building really nicely. Like I'm actually spending this weekend, so I'm going to sit down with, because people love the Mark Reed stuff so much. I'm going to do an interview with Max Presnell. Everyone would know Max Presnell, the journalist who's been around for a long time at the top of his game. So he knows a lot about all those huge punters back around the time when Mark Reed was at his peak and before that. So we spend the weekend researching some of the biggest gamblers in Australia and sit down with Max and talk through them all. Um, I, I want to do it justice. Some of these people are like super, super interesting. A lot of them are dead now, but their, their stories are fascinating. So I'm going to really go hard over the weekend to make sure that I... Um, do a good job of when I sit down with Max. I think people will enjoy it because it, I got a sense that you know the Mark Reed stuff is really popular. Um, so this this should be really popular too. And yeah, we're definitely it's definitely not all about the old days. Like we've we've got our app, which is um, you know a social media app where everyone can hang out and talk and try and tip to each other and try and find winners and stuff. And as you said, yeah, Tom came in and, and bet with us and he really enjoyed it. Um, and we just want to keep doing more more of that kind of stuff and collaborate with different people and. You know, I, I always just say, as, as pretty, pretty much everyone does, it's a great game. And I think the great game's never been in better shape for us all to come together because we've got so digitally advanced now and there's, you know, so much social media at your fingertips. And, you know, like the Mark Reed interview, like 10, 15 years ago, like that probably would have never got to light and never would have got to light the way that I did it. And, and you sort of said before you liked the way that we're doing our TikToks and stuff. And 
15 years ago, that could never have happened or 20 years ago, but it can happen now. And, and that's great for everyone out there. Like if you, you know, if you think that you've got good stories to tell around the punt, no matter how old you are, um, you can jump on TikTok, YouTube, whatever, and just put it up. And if, if you're talented and interesting, you'll get traction, which is really cool. Richard, I want to pick your brain at some point too. I know you've been a big punters advocate, um, especially with the government, with point of consumption tax and and all these things. And we just don't have enough time today, but I'd love to have you on again to chat about that. But they can get involved. Go follow Wolf Den Betting on TikTok. Go and have a look at, uh, at your stuff with the app. I love what you guys do and how you go about it. And maybe one day I can sneak up and have a beer in the den maybe. We'd love that, mate. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on. And um, up the den, and good luck, everyone, over the weekend. Uh, Richard Irvine there from Wolf Den Betting. They do a magnificent job. Their content's, uh, their content's brilliant. Love, love seeing that. Love encouraging it. Love getting around it. Break time. Best bets on the other side of this. Plenty more to come. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Make sure you download the SEN app to never miss a tip from the Magic Man. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Mail's here. Mail's here. Far, far too much do I enjoy the mail time little stinger. Uh, Far, far, far too much. It's very, very funny. Uh, Well done to you, Sammy boy. The form lounge, right? It's time for the tips. I really like, let's go, Sandown, race four, number one, Charmstone. Um, I think it's right to go here in the Blue Diamond Prelude for the Phillies uh, in race number four. He's still getting around the $2.30 mark at the moment. I think it's a pretty good bet. Safe for your multi-builders as well. Let's go up to Ramwick. Now, race one's going to tell the story up there. Don Corleone, one for your multi-builders. I think it'll take care of them in this race. By how far, I really want to see uh, this horse um, put them to the sword here because it'll flow into the other tip and Gabnut said it as good as any. The English Millennium, Kundalini. Now, learning to fly, if it wins from there, it's a freak, but I'm happy, even if you want to save with learning to fly, but just that gate, it'd have to be superb to win from there. Um, might have it in it, but Kundalini is looking like the one. So you're getting around $7 and two thirty-five at the moment for Kundalini. Um, got a couple running at Morfittville tomorrow too. Just thought I'd let the team know since they're um, my own. Just chipping away is running in race number two, number four at Morfittville. Little each way nibble. And then I've got one in race five, uh, Munster. He's around $21 and $5. So I'm going to be having a nibble on both of those. Always back your own horses. But I do like him in both those races. Down in weights. Didn't quite get to all the questions. We'll try and do a bit of an education session this time next week. Once again, though, get them all in. I won't be on air tomorrow for Trackside. Usual programming. But Sunday, back on Sunday with David Taggart. Don't forget, the Betfair Edge is on tonight with Tom Haylock. Big show coming your way there. And if you want to podcast everything, let's go to the SEN app. Have a great weekend.